If you've been looking for a comprehensive Bible school curriculum that explores redemptive realities in Jesus Christ grounded in the Word of God, look no further. The goal of this podcast is to spread the life-transforming Word of God throughout the world for the equipping of the saints to do the work of the ministry and to build up the body of Christ in what Jesus has accomplished for us through His death, burial, resurrection, and seating at the right hand of God the Father. There's such an untapped potential for Christians to enter into their glorious inheritance in Jesus Christ. Together we will discover what Jesus has done for us by providing such a great salvation and how to appropriate the promises of God in our lives. Jesus said in John chapter 8 verse 31, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples, and then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Each podcast season will cover one of the books that I have compiled over the years. You can find a complete listing of my Christian education material on my website at www.wordinspire.com. You're welcome to download these ebooks for free in PDF format for your own personal or ministry use. So let's explore these biblical truths and principles together that will absolutely transform our lives. God bless. Welcome to the Gospel series, The Parables of Jesus, The Lamp on a Stand, referenced in Matthew 5:14-16, chapter 6 verse 22 to 23, Mark chapter 4 verse 21 to 25, Luke chapter 8 verse 16 to 18, and chapter 11 verse 33 to 36. The theme is about the impact of God's word in our lives to influence others, and the context is used in different settings. In Matthew 5.15, we see the Sermon on the Mount talking about behavior and conduct. In Mark 4.21-25, in Luke 8.16-18, the word as spiritual seed. In Luke chapter 6, verse 33-36, Jesus teaching the people. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 14, You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before mankind, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Good deeds. In this passage of scripture, Jesus stated that you are the salt of the earth in verse 13. Salt preserves and adds flavor to those things that are rubbed with it. When we rub shoulders with the world, we are to influence them with the love and the word of God. One application of being a lamp on a stand, it shows ourselves as being Jesus' disciples. John 15, 8, This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. John 13, 34, A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Failure to obey this law of the new covenant causes us to lose our purpose and distinctiveness among people. Being a light in the world 
is having our lives on display, revealing the grace of God in us, resulting as a tremendous witnessing tool, adds credibility to the message of the gospel. Acts 20 verse 34 to 35, Romans 14 verse 16 to 18, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 11 and 12, Titus chapter 2 verse 9 and 10, 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 1 and 2. I like what it says in 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 11. Dear friends, I urge you as aliens and strangers in the world to abstain from sinful desires which war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. A lamp on a stand is something prominent and visible for others to see on purpose. It's God's design that we be a light for others to see. That is, Jesus in our lives. Light is a metaphor often used to represent the kingdom of God and right living. In Romans chapter 13 verse 11 to 14, Colossians chapter 1 verse 9 to 14, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 4 to 11, and 1 John chapter 2 verse 7 and 11. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 8 states this, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, for it is the light that makes everything visible. This is why it is said, Wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Revelation Truth Revealed Luke chapter 8 verse 16 No one lights a lamp and hides it in a jar or puts it under a bed. Instead, he puts it on a stand so that those who come in can see the light. Light is also used as a metaphor to describe revealed truth, understanding, and revelation. We see this in Matthew chapter 4 verse 13 to 17, chapter 13 verse 11 to 17, and John chapter 1 verse 1 through 9. Darkness, on the other hand, represents sin, ignorance, doubt, and unbelief. Spiritual illumination is something Paul prayed for the church at Ephesus and really applies to the whole church of the Lord Jesus Christ at large. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17 I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his incomparable great power for us who believe. Knowledge of the truth leads to godliness according to Titus chapter 1 verse 1, not to mention 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 2. Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Knowledge of the truth, when acted upon, sets and makes us free, according to John chapter 8 verse 31 and 32. I like what it says in Psalms chapter 119 verse 130 in the Amplified. The entrance and unfolding of your words gives light. Their unfolding gives understanding, discernment, and comprehension to the simple. Proverbs chapter 20 verse 27. The spirit of a man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. God imparts revelation knowledge to our spirit, which in turn enlightens our mind. Light also stands for the spiritual growth and development of the human spirit. God's word is the primary source of our spiritual training and godliness, 
1 Timothy 4 verse 8. 2 Timothy 3.16 states, All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the man and woman of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Hidden Things Revealed Mark chapter 4 verse 22 For whatever is hidden is meant to be disclosed, and whatever is concealed is meant to be brought out into the open. Luke 8 verse 17 For there is nothing hidden that will not be disclosed, and nothing concealed that will not be known or brought out in the open. Both of these synoptic passages were written within the context of the parable of the sower. The things hidden were in reference to the secrets of the kingdom of God. Jesus was revealing them to his disciples to be further explained in the epistles. Luke chapter 8 verse 9. His disciples asked him what this parable meant. He said, The knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to others I speak in parables. I often interpreted that these passages meant the revealing of our little dirty secrets. Certainly, this fact is covered by other scriptures, but not in Mark chapter 4 verse 22 to 23 and Luke chapter 8 verse 17 to 18. Now here are a couple of scriptures that do talk about our personal lives. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 13. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. 2 Corinthians 5.10 For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive what is due him for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. We are so blessed to be part of this generation where God's word abounds. When the epistles refer to the mystery, it's not talking about something withheld from us. It's referring to truth hidden in the past, but now revealed in this dispensation of grace. Romans 16 verse 25 to 27, Ephesians chapter 3 verse 2 to 13, chapter 5 verse 22 to 33, Colossians chapter 1 verse 24 to 29, chapter 2 verse 1 through 4, and 1 Timothy chapter 3 verse 14 to 16. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 10, concerning this salvation, the prophets who spoke of the grace that was to come to you searched intently and with the greatest care, trying to find out the time and circumstances to which the Spirit of Christ in them was pointing when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow. It was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves but you, when they spoke of the things that have now been told you by those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Even angels long to look into these things. You see, the Holy Spirit is the revealer and teacher of God's word to us, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6. We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. No, we speak of God's secret wisdom, a wisdom that has been hidden and that God has destined for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. However, as it is written, no eye is seen, no ear is heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him, but God has revealed it to us by his Spirit. The Measure of Consideration Matthew chapter 13 verse 11 Jesus replied, The knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has will be given more, and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, 
even what he has will be taken from him. With the exception of Matthew chapter 25, verse 28 to 30, the context was the parable of the sower. The Lord's disciples and we today are privileged with the understanding of his parables. So why parables? Was the Lord showing favoritism? No, Jesus practiced what he preached. Matthew chapter 7, verse 6. Do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and then turn and tear you to pieces. In the Bible, dogs and pigs refer to the godless and the reprobate, according to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 16, and 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 22. Bible is coded, only understood as it's revealed by the Holy Spirit to those who appreciate it. Only those with a heart to receive, rather than the cynical and skeptic, will understand the truth. Luke chapter 10, verse 21. At that time, Jesus, full of joy through the Holy Spirit, said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned, and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this was your good pleasure. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. Where is the wise man? Where is the scholar? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know him. God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. The Holy Spirit is the teacher, counselor, the revealer of truth. Without him, we would not know anything at all in the Bible and God's expressed will for our lives. It's impossible for unbelievers to understand the Bible without the Holy Spirit. In Hebrews chapter 6 verse 4, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 12 it states, "We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us." This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, expressing spiritual truths in spiritual words. The man without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned. Mark 4.23 If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Consider carefully what you hear, he continued. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you, and even more. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what he has, will be taken away from him. In Luke chapter 8, verse 18, Jesus said, Therefore consider carefully how you listen. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what he thinks he has, will be taken from him. Jesus talked about the measure of consideration directed toward hearing the word of God. How much we appreciate, value, treasure, and willingly accept, hunger and thirst for. Matthew 5, 6, Jesus said, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Jesus puts the responsibility of hearing, appreciating, and valuing the word on the hearer. So are we earnestly seeking the truth? Are we just a casual observer? Impress me, God. Simply put, we get out of God's word what we put into it. Persistent study and meditation. In 2 Timothy 2.15 in the Amplified, Study and be eager to do your utmost to present yourself to God approved, tested by trial a workman who has no cause to be ashamed, correctly analyzing and accurately dividing, rightly handling, and skillfully teaching the word of truth. Let's break down each part of these passages of scripture. Consider carefully, be careful. The Greek means to behold, be aware of, to look on, to perceive, regard, 
to see and to take heed. Not a warning about hearing wrong teaching, rather the value we place on what we hear. I like what the Amplified Bible says in Mark chapter 4 verse 24. And he said to them, Be careful what you are hearing. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you, and more besides will be given to you who hear. Notice the biblical principle that we reap what we sow is in play here. Thought and study to the truth we hear equals virtue and knowledge that comes back to us. In the context of the parable of the sower, that would be 30, 60, and 100 times as much. Jesus talked about the measure of thoughtful hearing and studying of the word, which is the truth returned. The parable of the sower was all about the word sown into the human spirit. The types of ground represented the conditions and attitudes of the heart, having ears to hear. To have a good and noble heart, according to Luke 8.15, means to be an attentive hearer and doer of the word. One who treasures, hides God's word in their heart as valuable and precious, like in Psalms chapter 119, verse 11. In Luke 8.18 in the Amplified, Jesus said, Be careful, therefore, how you listen, for to him who has spiritual knowledge will more be given, and from him who does not have spiritual knowledge, even what he thinks and guesses and supposes that he has will be taken away. Jesus is giving a warning to whoever hears the word of God being spoken. When the word is falling upon deaf ears, the uninterested, flippant, and dismissive hearers, they won't get anything. So because of their calloused heart, that does not embrace the word that they are hearing, they lose it. As a result, the devil will come and take away what they heard. They will forget and discard it. As a result, they will not receive a harvest of God's word in their lives, which is salvation and healing and everything else that God has for us. In Luke chapter 8 verse 11, Jesus said this is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are the ones who hear And then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts, so that they may not believe and be saved. The reference to having ears to hear is in reference to hearing the kingdom of God. Mark chapter 4 verse 9, verse 23, chapter 8 verse 8, and Luke chapter 8 verse 8. With the exception of Luke chapter 14 verse 35, where Jesus talked about the cost of being a disciple, the same concept is given by Jesus concerning the letters to the seven churches, In Revelation chapter 2, verse 7, verse 11, verse 17, verse 29, chapter 3, verse 6, verse 13, and verse 22. Mark 4.23 in the Amplified. If any man has ears to hear, let him be listening and let him perceive and comprehend. The point being is that we are to take these things to heart, meditate, and put them into practice into our lives. Luke 8.21 Philippians 4 verse 9 and 1 Timothy 5 verse 4. The true sign that a person has embraced God's word is when they obey God's word. James chapter 1 verse 21. Therefore get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. The man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom, and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. 
The key is to build our lives on the sure foundation of God's word. Luke chapter 6 verse 46 to 49, 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 10 through 15. The eye is the lamp of the body. Matthew 6:22. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Jesus had stated that the eye is the lamp of the body. So let's study this out a little further. Matthew 6 verse 22 to 23 was written within the context of having treasures in heaven. So where our treasure is, there our heart will be also. Speaking of our priorities and focus, our eyes represent what is important to us. What we are looking at has our attention and our gaze. Matthew 6 verse 33, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Our eyes, like our ears, are gateways into our mind and our spirit, the windows into our soul. The people we hang out with, where we choose to be, listen to, and watch has great influence. Where our focus is set upon in life determines our conduct, behavior, and lifestyle. So what we are allowing into our lives through the windows of our soul, which is our eyes, has a great influence upon us. Proverbs 4.23 Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. Proverbs 23.7 in the King James Version For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 33. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. 1 Timothy 5.22. Do not share in the sins of others. Keep yourself pure. The Bible instructs us where to set our attention. On Jesus through faith in his word. So what helps us is what we think on. Philippians chapter 4 verse 4 through 8 is what we look at. Romans chapter 12 verse 1 through 2. Consider Peter when he walked on the water. As long as his eyes were on Jesus, he didn't sink. Matthew chapter 14, verse 28 to 33. Colossians 3, 1. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Hebrews 3, 1. Therefore, holy brothers and sisters who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus, the apostle and high priest whom we confess. So the worldview we have, the perspective and paradigm of life, must be Christ-centered. Otherwise, we'll have a cloudy and distorted understanding of the world around us. Matthew chapter 6 verse 22 to 23 is worded basically the same as Luke chapter 11 verse 34 to 36. But Luke's account has a little more. In Luke chapter 11 verse 35, See to it then that the light within you is not darkness. Therefore, if your whole body is full of light, and no part of it dark, it will be completely lighted as when the light of a lamp shines on you. Our physical body will reflect our spiritual condition on the inside, good or bad, in health or sickness. Third John verse 2 notes that spiritual prosperity proceeds physical health and prosperity. First Timothy 4.8 Walking in the light of the word and in love will affect every area of our life. First John chapter 1 verse 7 I highly encourage you to continue listening to the Word of Life study series podcast and encourage your friends to tune in as well. The scriptures encourage us in Acts chapter 17 verse 11. 
to receive the message with great eagerness and to examine the scriptures every day in order to confirm the truth that you're hearing. God's word is our final authority for all matters that pertain to life and godliness. I'd like to close this episode by praying over you according to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his incomparable great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength which he exerted in Christ when God raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly realms. Far above all rule, authority, power, and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in this present age, but also in the one to come. And in chapter 2, verse 6, And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Be blessed and see you soon.